Thanks for listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Our podcast has tripled in growth over the last year, and we'd like to say thank you. It's because of you we're growing. The great thing about the podcast is that we're able to cover some edgy topics and discuss them in a very real way without having to worry about advertisers. To keep it this way and to keep it growing, we're asking you, our loyal subscribers, to give. Give at least about $5 a month minimum. Become a Patreon supporter of GP3. We will shout you out and include you in upcoming monthly e-blast. And there's more to come. At least $5. That's barely what, giving up two gallons of gas a month? Go to our podcast page and sign up click the link to support our podcast you can do it here's the show we three from gp ran to tommy b broadcasting live on your frequency giving you updates on these georgia streets these are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. It is uh, around 113. GP3 is in the building. It's been a minute. <laughs> What's up, Brian? How you doing, man? Fine, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, happy holiday, man. How was the holiday for you? Uh, it was great. It was great? What'd you do? What'd you do? Turkey or ham or biscuits? All the above, man. All, All the above. above. All the above, man. Well, welcome back, man. I know we've taken some time off. You know, I, I know you had um, some things to handle. I had to handle getting my voice back, man. So uh, it's almost glad to hear you. Glad to hear you back up, man. Yeah, it's back up, you know, for some. Uh, you know, for some, there's some glee and for, for others, there's dread, whatever, however you feel about the voice is back. Uh, I'm on the glee side. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the glee team. Be on a glee team. Hey, man, uh, go ahead and let people know about the uh, GP3 story. OK, GP3 stands for Grove Park 3. Uh, the three of us, I'm Rand. Uh, we have one member who started with us who's um, a Maritime Tut. And Tommy B, we all from the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia, went to Grove Park Elementary School. I lived on South Elizabeth Place. Tut lived on Charlotte Place. Yep, and Tommy on North Avenue. Yep, yeah, man. So, um, you got any shout outs, bro? Um, not many, man. You know, um, want to give a shout out to the today um, for legendary Hall of Famer Chris Carter. Today is his birthday, um, and also a uh, legendary singer. And um, uh, my wife's gonna hate this, but she will agree with me. If this singer right here is probably the uh, Beyonce 1.0, Tina Turner. Today is her birthday. <laughs> 1. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I and, guess. Uh, and um, also on this day, um, famous uh, dancer Bill Bojangles Robinson passed in 1949 on this date. And also, too, uh, for you comedy fans, uh, 20 years ago on this date, uh, Flip Wilson passed of liver cancer. Wow. How many years and ago was that? You, How many years? 20 years ago. Wow. Wow. And uh, for many of you, uh, I know many of you watched the Def 
comedy series and a lot of the urban uh, comedy tours that come through your town. Flip Wilson was one of the uh, biggest and brightest stars uh, in the comedy world. I mean, he was the first one um, that really made it big in terms of having his own network primetime show, variety show that crossed over. And he showed that comedy can be done without being vulgar. Uh, and um, it's great. He was a great, great comedian, man. Yeah, he was on um, NBC underrated NBC Network too, right? <clears throat> yeah, vastly underrated, vastly underrated. Comedian. Absolutely, but but you know, one of the things about Flip, man, he went out. He really um, stepped away from it on his own. Um, I think he could have continued. Um, but he really almost, I, I guess you could almost like, it was like Johnny Carson. You know how Johnny Carson retired? And hell, I was a kid, y'all. I, wasn't, I wasn't grown when Johnny Carson retired. But I remember when he left, he just, he was gone. And, you know, same thing with Flip, man. When he, when that show went off the air, you'd see him do a couple of movies, but he was gone, man. He, he became like, almost like a recluse, man. Didn't see him much. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, Flip, you know, um, as most artists have when it comes to primetime networks, there's always an artistic struggle. And um, Flip wanted to do his show. And, um, and, you know, it's very hard to create, to contain creative people. Yeah, that's true. um, That's true, man. Look at Richard Pryor. It's funny. Right. You remember um, on the, uh, you know, the NBC show. Yeah, same thing. You know, kind of Flip did what, like what Chappelle did, just, you know, just walked away, you know, just, you know. At some point, but um, also I want to give a shout out to all the people that voted. Uh, you know, we haven't had a haven't had a show since the the, the election, but I want to give up to all the people that voted, particularly all the the newbies, the first time voters out there. Um, you know, uh, the results for the in terms of the state of Georgia was not what we wanted in terms of the uh, uh, the governorship, but uh, to all the people that did vote, I want to give a special th- shout out to you, and uh, to all the people who didn't vote. Uh, if you don't know now, your vote would have mattered. Yeah. Uh, regardless, regardless of what um, you know, the what Brian Kemp did, um, if more people would have voted, uh, it would have mattered. So. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree, man. And you know, I want to give a shout out to all the people down in Florida who did that bit. But at the same time, I I got to give a um, I got to slap the hand of the black women down there in Florida. Eighteen percent of them voted for Santos. Mm. Wow. So, you know, when black girl magic is cuts both ways <laughs> and in this way, um, it, it cut the wrong way. If you ask me, 18 percent. Well, you know, black, I, men, black men voted 92 percent. Yeah, I think it um, again, that's rare um, based on what we've seen in the uh, the statistics of what we've seen. Uh, even when you, you take a look at the um, uh, the governor's race in Georgia. You know, women, black women came out in huge numbers right. and and the percentage wasn't even close. Maybe what, if anything, what was it? Maybe 95 percent. Um, right. Right. If, well, if anything, in Florida, the black women went 82 percent Gilliam, 18 percent Santos. Wow. There had to be something going on there. But, uh, you know, um, that's that's odd because that that's really uh, counter to what you see consistently. There, there was something going on, something going on there. Cool. Hey, man, you know what? It's a it's a really short. Uh, I'm going to do a short. We're going to do a short show this week. But but one of the things I, I really wanted to do is come back and just let folks know, hey, we're still doing the show. And and second of all, um, to to gain some closure to what we're currently talking about. And, and I know a lot of folks have already kind of closed on it, but I wanted to get, you know, some perspective from you, man. 
you know, your your overall thoughts on the blue wave? I mean, if you if you had to and, and just your thoughts, if you if you had to give it a name, would you call it the blue wave or how would you really sum it up? Taking a look, you well, know, have, well, and, and you know, know what, because because Candy, I'll be honest with you, Rand, um, I don't think we could have the week after. So, I mean, there was still so much activity going on, you know, right. Things on, un, right. I mean, you know, untied, a lot of loose ends. But what are your thoughts? Well, you know, um, having gone out to California and tried to surf for a while, um, <laughs> you got different types of waves. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will say this wave now was this the tidal wave, the tsunami? No. Mm-hmm. No, because because uh, if you look at it, um, the president held on to the Senate and um and actually won a couple well, I think one one or two slots. So uh from that perspective, um uh, there was not a blue wave, but from the um the Congress, I think there was a medium wave. I'm not gonna say it was a great wave because I think when Obama I think Obama had a shellac and as he said, well, they mm-hmm. lost what, about 50 or 60 seats or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was the biggest, uh, one of the biggest right, in history, right, if right. not the biggest but in history. Yeah. What it did show that um, people are becoming more involved. It did show democracy working. Um, the elections were tight. That's what you want to see, to be quite honestly. Mm-hmm. That shows you that people are engaged. Um, but um it still shows there's still a still a, a, a cultural divide in this country. Yeah. Um, now the, um, the the Democratic Party now they need to go to investigation, legislation, and execution. Um, they need to move forward. Uh, they need to come up with a game plan. Uh, do some bipartisan stuff. Um, correct some things. Uh, but they really got to move forward. This is not about now we're in power. Yeah. You're in power now. Now you got to seize it. You got to do what you got to do. With that said, are you pro Pelosi or are you on the bandwagon with those who think there needs to be a change in leadership? Well, you know, I'm always, a, I'm always a brother's always looking for change. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is I don't know enough of who's, who's, who's uh, challenging her. Mm -hmm. I do not know enough. I do know that Pelosi has some skills in terms of um, some legislative things, uh, things that are probably not as apparent to to novices out there in terms of the backroom stuff, Mm -hmm. understanding the legislative process. She does have a talent at that, but is she the, the voice of the party right now? I'm, I'm not I'm not strongly in her camp, mm-hmm. but I don't know what the options are. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't because want I haven't to, seen I a clear I haven't seen a clear person that comes out and say, you know, this is the person. This is why we need a new Pelosi. What I see is more a negative response to her because she has been a the punching bag for a party. She's been used. She's been political side. She's been a weapon against the party mm-hmm. as opposed to really understanding what value do we have and what other options we have to move forward? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Well, you know, I, I, I think, um, I think Pelosi needs to realize that there's need, there's a need to bring people up into her position because, you know, Pelosi has been around a, a really long time. 
Um, a lot of the Democratic leadership has been around a very long time. And I think, well, it's not even thinking. I know that they need to have people prepared to take over. Um, and I would agree with that. That's a that's an understatement right there. I mean, it's just when you look at the leadership, you're seeing the same people consistently, even on the on the Republican side. Um, you know, you see a change in the speaker. You, under, you understand what I'm saying? Even going to Ryan for better or for worse. Um, you know, they understand that there's a need in some cases to bring in, you know, new blood and, and new ideas. But I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, change for the sake of change without being prepared is going to be disastrous right now. You know, yeah, I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, Tommy B, in that um, there needs to be a, a next generation of leaders. Yeah. There needs to be a new mindset. Because I do believe that what we're seeing is a lot of this incremental leadership change. Yeah. And and that's and we've in history shows incremental leadership does not get you any further than where you really once were. No, no it, it's just a stopgap. You know, you still got the same problems. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, candidly, man, um, it was refreshing. It's refreshing always to hear from the progressive voices. But, you know. As, as you and I both know, been around for a while, the challenge with a lot of the newer progressive voices is when they come to, to Washington, they hit that wall. And, and you know, it's either, and, and I think, uh, you know, it's an intentional wall that, set the, that sets them up to where you can be progressive as, you know, and they're told, I think, you can be as progressive as you want to, but you, you're not going to get any position of power. Right. You can you can be progressive all you want on the campaign trail. Yep. You know, but once once we're sitting here and we're talking about legislation. Yeah. Um, um, as to quote Laura Ingram, uh, shut up and, and dribble. <laughs> yep. Hey, but, you know, I mean, I'm I mean, overall, though, man, I'm, I mean, I'm um, I mean, this this election, I mean, I was hopeful. Um, it was um, it was disappointing um, to see what happened with the gubernatorial race in Georgia. Um, you know, I, I do applaud, um, you know, Stacey Abrams. And I think Stacey Abrams has a tremendously bright future in government. Um, and, and candidly, this might have been just the thing she needed to launch something even better. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And and I'm even encouraged, man, by the fact that um, that she's doing this, uh, this legal thing, um, this, oh, yes, you know, yes. I, I'm, 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 I'm greatly encouraged because, you know, it, it, it's, it's needed. And I think it's going to go national. I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to have more uh, of a groundswell than the Republican Party thinks. I think they think that she's probably just going to you could see by the response uh, from Kemp after uh, her speech and, and even 45. Uh, I think they're concerned about how big this thing is going to get in terms of, you know, how, um, you know, the uh, how how the election process is going to be scrutinized and, and placed under a microscope. Uh, I think it's time. I mean, we need to. We all these issues with these elections and these voting machines and, you know, these counts that are incorrect. And, you know, it's time for, you know, scrutiny. And, and, and for the election process to go under the microscope. And I think she's the right person to do it. And I think she'll have well, to support. 
You're going to yeah. see um, the guy, Beto O'Rourke. I think he's going to emerge too out of this. You think so? Uh, I think he's going to emerge out of this. I, mm-hmm. I think, um, quite honestly, he's the closest thing they've had uh, since since Robert Kennedy in terms of a, of a dynamic um, uh, personality. Yeah, running. yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, he, you know, everyone's looking for the uh, next Obama. Well, this guy could be the next Obama. I just hope so. they have the and and, and I, I I think without a doubt. Abrams has the legislative chops. She understands the process. You know what I mean? She understands. She she ain't just, you know, it's, you know, I think a lot of these guys are all, um, you know, all, all kind of fluff. And um, she's the real deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's not just talk. I think ultimately, if she gets in there, she's going to make change happen. Um, Beto, I think, needs some work. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think he... Um, he has um, the charisma. Uh, he has the presence. I just think he needs a little bit more of the chops. Well, I mean, you know, hey, when you look at Obama, I mean. Yeah, I, well, I thought Obama Obama. needed the chops. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's I mean, senator, I, I, he's I, a senator for two years. But the thing is, Obama was very smart enough to put the people around him. I mean, that's all, that's what you really need. You need to be someone yeah. who's, who's aware enough yeah. to have the right people around you. Yeah. I mean, hell, Bush did that too with uh, yeah. with Cheney and Rumsfeld and those cats. But I do agree with you. Uh, well, the only Stacey. edge, yeah, the only edge that that um, I think Bush got, man, was the fact that Bush was a governor for two terms. Because if Bush had come out of uh, Texas without his uh, his gubernatorial chops, oh hell no, you know. But you know, running a state. And, and I don't know if you agree with me or not on this. Some people disagree with me on this, but I think running a state hands on uh, in many cases is a hell of a lot more experience uh, in some cases in, in just in just being in Congress, because running a state, man, is is hard work. It's just like you, we, you and I were talking about even being a mayor. You know, you, you're hands on. You're getting that 360 degree perspective of, of government, you know, and um you know, I, I, just, I just think, you know, if well, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I mean, studies have shown that um, gentlemen who've um, been um, uh, governors have done quite well in the White House. And you know who so, I'd yeah, like I to see, Ren? You know who that? I'd like to see? And 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 I would I would go out on a limb to say if he said yes, I would definitely support him. Mitch Landry. I mean, I, I think Mitch is out of, out of uh, Louisiana. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, he's, um, he's, I think Mitch, man, he talks the right game. Uh, he knows, you know, <laughs> he's very pragmatic. I really like him. He, he balances like both. He balances. Um, he balances both sides of the equation. He doesn't lean uh, dramatically either way. Though. He, he takes a very pragmatic uh, approach. He shows empathy, but yet he does show a lot of core courage. So yeah. I agree with you on that. The other- Mitch is a. And what's the other guy? Uh, I don't. I mean, he 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 talks a good game. I just don't trust him out of Ohio. Okay, sick. Yeah, yeah. Kasich. Yeah, I don't trust him, man. I've I've I've, <laughs> I've seen the stuff he's done in the state of Ohio, man. I, I just don't. I, God, I, he talks a good guy. game. I just don't trust him. What do you think about Bloomberg? Well, Bloomberg. While we're well, here. I, while we're here. Uh, Bloomberg. Yeah. Um. Bloomberg of all of them might be the best guy with the best temperament, but as a turn as a campaigner. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that I don't think the common Joe, the guy in Dubuque, Iowa, mm. could get him. Um, 
but I think Bloomberg is the type of guy. Here's a guy. I mean, he managing New York City mm-hmm. uh, is probably the only thing closest to the White House. Yes, I agree. And I think he could do it. Mm-hmm. I think he's the type of guy that could get the bipartisan support. I agree. Um, he's the type of guy who's not afraid to, to ask the tough questions and also make tough decisions, mm-hmm. whether they're politically correct or politically astute. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think he has the, he doesn't have the campaign persona. Yeah. And how old is Bloomberg, by the way? Can you Google or what? what? Yeah. Now, I know um, you got Bloomberg, uh, you've got, uh, what's his name, uh, Biden, Biden, um, who is who is VP. Um, I think Joe has, I think Joe has too much baggage. I don't think people, uh, Bloomberg is 76. Okay. I think Joe has, a, I think Joe has a lot of baggage that can come back and haunt him from his days when he was a senator and congressman. You think so? Yeah. I mean, the Nita Hill thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Joe has a Joe has a lot to be. He has a lot to absolve himself from in terms of sins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I but I, I, I like Bloomberg. I like I like Mitch Landry. Um, I don't know who else is out there. When you look at maybe candidates of color, um, some folks have mentioned. Um, um, God, what's your name out in California? Um, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Um, you know, I, I think Kamala needs uh, a little bit more of a higher profile opportunity um i see her more as a as a um as, as a as a as the uh da yeah. working in the department of justice i, do too. I see her really I, I see her really taking a leadership role in the cabinet position cory booker um i think needs um probably more of a cabinet situation um you know i don't i don't think he's quite ready for for uh, the climate that exists um, if the climate existed, kind of a similar climate pre 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 Trump, um, I, I might be more open to him. I just don't think he'll survive the Trump climate. It's just it's just so toxic right now. You got to have the only people I think who can survive. You know, the people I've mentioned are the people I feel who can survive the climate. How toxic, you know, I think Landry can survive it. And I think Bloomberg. I don't know of anybody else. You know, they they just gonna get skewered. So, you got anything else, man? What what uh, any other uh, this week? Uh, what, what's been what's been kind of popping out to you um, that that's uh, concerned or or giving you some hope? Um, you know, just throw it out there, Mueller. Are you are you happy with uh, some of the stuff that's been popping up this week? Well, you know, um, I've I've this week I, I personally. Uh, purposely uh, kind of shut it down because I was spending time with the family and stuff. Yep, same here, bro. In terms of <laughs> in terms of of, of Mueller, um, you know, more and more is going to be coming out. Um, I think the White House is becoming more and more concerned, mm-hmm. um, um, and I think that they're doing everything they can to um, to try to derail or slow the train down. Yeah. I think more and more coming out. And I think also too, the, the, uh, um, the white house probably has one of those countdown calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to let them know the day that the Democrats take over the house. Yeah. And, um, I think, um, you're going to see a massive amount of defections. Mm. Um, 
uh, people walking out with, with the lawyers because they're gonna they're gonna have to lawyer themselves up. Yeah. Uh, and it's gonna be interesting. Definitely gonna be interesting. Um, <clears throat> excuse me with the with the Mueller thing. Um, there's so much procedural stuff going on. I, I truly am not well versed in that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm hearing is that he's is is like a game of chess. He's he's two and three moves ahead. Um, the, the the things that we're hearing about are setting themselves up for something happening two weeks from now, a month from now, three months from now, or something like that. Um, I hear that they're strategically moving cases out, um, out of the jurisdiction. I think of the DOJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that which, which consider actually, considering the DOJ and 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 who's in charge of the DOA, that's a smart move right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think was, you know, I, I spent some time with some veterans this week and, you know, I didn't realize this. They said, you know, uh, the president has been in office for over 600 days and has not been to one army base or military installation. Yeah. They were talking about that when he did that awful Thanksgiving um, speech this week. Um, the fact right. that he had not gone to any um, he, had, he hadn't really gone to any war, uh, any right. uh, any of the, the war sites, the, uh, you know, Afghanistan, you know. Right. And then there's this constant um, uh, bickering bet- between he and his staff. Mm-hmm. And that includes the VP, you know, questioning people's loyalty, those types of things. I, I, you know, it's just it's it's like a bad it's like watching it's like watching Narcos, man. It's like a bad <laughs> movie, man. <laughs> Uh, breaking bad <laughs> breaking bad who is mr Ozark. white <laughs> yeah i mean it's just it's, it's just uh, you know i i just don't understand how people think this guy was an astute business person i mean you you, yeah. you were yeah. what you're seeing is how he ran his organization and and that's why his organization yeah. is 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 under such a shroud of, of mystery right now yeah you know well speaking of the organization um the whole thing with ivanka and the emails is, is that oh, a big deal to you? You know, it's it's a big deal from a national security perspective. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's to me, that's the big deal mm-hmm. from a national security perspective. Yeah. Uh, we can get into the whole politics, the optics and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. It show a, a degree of arrogance that uh, these guys think they truly are a royal family. Yeah. And, Above you know, the, the law, man, the, the cock. Yeah, the cockamamie excuses that just keep multiplying. You're like, <laughs> you know, players have always been told, whatever story you stay, you stick with it. You ride or die with it. Mm-hmm. I have never seen an administration that the story changes on the hour. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Yeah. But again, you know, uh, you got people out there that support them. And uh, at the end of the day, um, they're not being legislatively successful. Mm-hmm. But they've been very successful in, in implementing the policies mm-hmm. that the far right wants. Yeah. Well, you know, one of one of the things that was interesting this week, and you talk about policy, far right, and the, the whole judging, the judges thing, and um, the the spat, I'll call it this week, with um, uh, Chief Justice Roberts, and uh, you know the fact that forty five was um, uh, critical of the Ninth District. And, um, you know, I think that's unfortunate um, for who cares about 45, but it's unfortunate uh, for our, con- our country, man, because, you know, one of the things, um, you know, when, when you start setting or going against precedent and, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, we need to shake it up. But 
you know, my whole thing is if you're going to shake it up, make sure the right people are shaking it up, you know, not a toddler. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing when we talk about the. I'm, uh, I'm cool with people right. shaking it up when they know what they're doing, but there, there are just so many ramifications internationally, you know, because, of course, as you know, everything that happens in the U.S. is a model for the world. Um, and and it's, it just sets bad precedent everywhere. You know, and, and it, oh, make, yeah. it I mean, makes it difficult for us to go tell other people to hey, stop doing that shit. And then they look at you and say, um, well, when are you going to stop doing this? <laughs> well, I mean, just like the thing, you know, the unfortunate um, ex- execution of the of the journalists. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like, OK, you know, you got this crown prince over here sending out hit squads. Oh. And, 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 you know, you don't even want to listen to the tape. That's my point. It's like, how you know, can you, you tell don't other- listen to your own CIA? I mean, your own intelligence people. I mean, you know, at some point, yeah, y- you know, JFK, we don't know, but there's a lot of speculation that the CIA took him out. Yeah. But at some point, don't you think somebody in the CIA is going to say enough of this shit? Yeah. All this is precedent. All this is, is, you know, I, 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 I say, I like to say, you know, it's like opening up Pandora's box. Because now that it's been done, you know, it ain't going to be undone. It's history. It's part of history. You know, it's right. It's record. And, the, you know, the enemies when we go out and you know what? I mean, one of the most vocal enemies is Iran and they are, they, you know, Iran is quick to throw it back in your face. You know, they, they are the masters of saying, well, you did this on they are the and, and you know, you just know. Now North Korea, not so much. It'll it'll it, they'll filter it in, and drop and, and drop certain points. But North, I think Iran's going to use all this against us. You know the the ones who are really kind of hostile. You know hostile enemies. Um, you know eventually, if it comes down to something where it's us going to war, uh, a lot of this is going to be used against us. And I and I think that's that's the unfortunate thing when a lot of the, these kind of things happen. You know, it just it yeah. just opens up Pandora's box, man, and it sets us up for some shit that we we ain't ready for. Quite frankly, we ain't ready for right. this. We've had it good. Right. I mean, it's unfortunate unfortunate that you know nine eleven was the first reminder to the world, to the country, that shit could really be bad. You know what I mean? That was kind of like in my present day, our present. Don't you think in our in our lifetime? Well, yeah, that was our Pearl Harbor, man. Yes, that was our Pearl Harbor. You know. And, you know, and then before that, you had Pearl Harbor. When, when, when these little reminders come up that shit can really be bad, you have to think. And, and you know, I, I don't know if 45 is really thinking about it, thinking the long game. Well, well, you know, that's this guy's such a transactional guy. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the challenge. Because he ain't going to be around forever. I think people kind of they feel like he's going to be around forever. You know, that ain't physically possible that he's going to be around forever. He's, he's right. going to have to. He's he going to have to leave us one way or another, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Office or, you know, but but I'm just saying he ain't going to be around forever. So your loyalty, you know, you got to think what's coming behind him. And that's my question, Rand. Who do they think is going to keep this stuff going on when he's gone? Who has the balls? It ain't oh, Mitch yeah. McConnell. <laughs> you know, who uh, it is. Everyone has an expiration date stamped on. Them. Yes. So so that's my question. Who do they think is going to continue this stuff? 
I, I guess it's they, they think it's that uh, was the Freedom Caucus, which is basically the Tea Party 3.0 or whatever it is. Yeah. OK. Mm, OK. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's ironic, what's ironic is the Freedom Caucus has gotten smaller in terms of size. Yeah. But they're becoming stronger and stronger in the Republican Party now. Oh, OK. Because that's I, the scary thing. That's you, the scary thing about it. I mean, because I think and, and, and I've said this before on the show. I think Stephen Miller is behind all this shit. I think he's the one who's writing the tweets. I think this is him. I think this is we're seeing Stephen Miller. I think this is he's the king. Trump. Well, you say Steve Miller, you might as well say Steve Bannon, too. Yeah, I mean, Bannon. Is, but I think Miller is because Miller's still in there and he's the right hand. I think it's I think this is when I when I read those tweets, I read Miller. I just don't oh, think yeah. 45 is smart enough to write those tweets like that. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's. I don't think he's writing his tweets. No, he's not writing his tweet, but he's agreeing with the tweet. Yeah, he's agreeing. Yeah, it's all he's agreeing with it, but I don't think he writes his tweets. I would I would challenge him. I'd love to have a challenge where uh, they have a uh, a phone in front of him and just say, hey, write a tweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> write I a tweet in 10 minutes. I could, <laughs> right well, he's the type of guy I can see him dictating tweets. Yeah, I really yeah. can't dictate yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's doing his own tweets. It just it, it just doesn't seem that way to me when I when I see the the rallies and and the interviews and I compare the tweets because the tweets are real strategic and very it's troll like. He's the worst. It, he's he's America's number one troll right now, man. The world. Why didn't Twitter throw him off? <laughs> why why don't you why don't you think Twitter steps in? Man, don't get me started about these these uh. Too big for is, business? Is is he just too much? You know? These these um these data companies that are really becoming media companies. Yeah, it's that's a whole nother can of worms right now. And we saw it with the hearings, the questions they were asking um, um, Zuckerberg and all these other guys. Yeah, it was just downright pathetic. You, you could have got some some college computer science sophomore political science majors could have asked better questions than those cats did. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, Cass basically asking, what is the Internet? I mean, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what else you got, man? You got anything else? Any, any no, thing? man. You know, it, uh, you know, I was looking at Stacey Abrams data, man, and it, and it really showed that, you know, she only won 29 counties out of 159. Really? OK. And Actually, out of 159. But yeah. of the top most populous counties, she, she won nine out of the top 10. But see, that's what matters. That's what matters, because. A lot of people don't realize in Georgia, Georgia's damn, there are more counties in Georgia than anywhere in the in the U.S. almost. Because yeah, everybody, I, think everybody, right. I think you're right about that. Everybody has their own little fiefdom. They they intentionally right. did all these little counties. And a lot of these counties don't have any people. They got what population of a thousand. You know, they just well, small. What, what, what hurt her was the fact is in the counties she lost. Kemp was more competitive in the counties that he lost than she lost. Mm, in other okay. words, she might win 62% to 38%. Mm -hmm. He was winning 70 to 29%. Oh, okay. 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 So if she would have gotten an extra 300 votes per county, mm -hmm. she could have, she could have won the election. Wow. So, that was that's what messed her up is the fact is that he was more competitive in the counties he lost than she was in the counties that she lost. Mm. But again, um, if she would have gotten a, 
an extra 300 votes in those 159 counties, she could have won this thing. Or in the top of the 29 counties that she won, if she would have gotten an extra, you know, 2,000 votes, two two to 3,000 votes per county, mm-hmm. she could have she could have won the election. And you know, and I, and I, I want people to understand the 50,000 that was purged off the rolls. That's important, mm-hmm. but that was still more people who did not vote than the ones they kicked off the rolls. Yeah. Many more. And so, and, and so who did not vote, you had more than 60 some thousand people who didn't vote. Yeah. That were eligible to vote, that didn't vote, that could have changed the election, yeah. despite the fact of what they did with the, with, with all the other stuff. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, so let me ask you about uh, the, um, as, because you're mentioning uh, Abrams and Kemp, um, do you feel confident that Kemp can be a good governor? Hell no. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. I agree. I Next mean, question. I I think it's you know the the interesting thing about this election was how much more qualified Abrams was compared to him, and how clear it was in in just you know their backgrounds and 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 um, you know the record. And um, if anything, I mean, we saw so many inadequacies in the Secretary of State's office, um, inept, inept, very, um, you know, a lot of, uh, if you, you know, you could go on to, uh, you know how you go on Yelp and Google, right? And take a look at the Secretary of State's office because, you know, there's a lot of, as you know, a lot of licensing and transactions occur within that office. And people just, I mean, had like a two. I mean, this was before, you know, he ran for governor. It was just, you know, it was in, in, in Georgia, a lot of people get passed up or handed opportunities based on just political favors. And I just think he happens to be one of those political favors that's governor now. And that's unfortunate. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to be different, man, because. I will tell people, and this is the heads up, this um, this religious bill he keeps hinting at, talking about, um, that this guy in Columbus, this legislator in Columbus is, has been pushing, and the, the GOP has been attempting to kind of sweep it under the rug, but they he keeps talking about it. Um, it's unfortunate, and I pray it doesn't happen, but it could have some major negative implications on the movie business in the state of Georgia. Which is really well, it's not only the movie business, but it could have implications on just corporations. Who corporations, want to, you know, period. It, it, have, yeah. it can have implications on Super Bowl and NCAA mm-hmm. big tournaments and yes. big events and that type of stuff. I mean, talk to the people in North Carolina. They'll tell you. Oh, they'll tell you. And I don't know why he's going there. Why, dude? <laughs> What's interesting is the, the, the guy from Columbus, that is uh, Muskegee County. Yeah. Muskogee County. Muskogee, yeah. yeah. Uh, Abrams won that county. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I mean, you know, th- those people have spoken. I just don't understand uh, what's the big deal. Yeah. Who people love is their business. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 discrimination is discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You shouldn't have to discriminate, period. Who you love, who you want to marry, that's your business. Yeah. It's going to be really that's interesting, dog. I'm just here to tell you. 
because I agree with you. even with I, 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 I definitely agree with you. I don't think people understand. Well, they do. Again, you got the North Carolina case study. It's clear, <laughs> you know, and I, I think Georgia has had it good under deal to a certain extent. You know, um, he's played the game to maintain the business, you know, and um, and I just think we have so much going for us now, man. I just hate to see it. But, you know, I can move. He can't. He got to deal with it. He got to live with it. But I don't think I mean, candidly, and I'll make a I'll make a statement. I don't think he's going to be a two term governor. I think the message that was sent to the Republican Party is very clear. You don't have a mandate. No. You don't have a mandate. And it becomes very clear that you're going to have to learn how to w- work across the aisle. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I hope he's not a two term governor. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening with that. This is this was the closest uh, gubernatorial race in the state of Georgia ever. Um, well, not in modern history. And um, there's just too many. They're just too many pissed off people, man. They're just too many. Already, I'm seeing not my governor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm already seeing stickers and bumper stickers. It's like, oh my god, we got to go through Trump Part Two on the on the state side. You know, like oh again, god. you got to vote, man. <laughs> I mean, even though it was a close race, there were more than sixty thousand people who did not vote who were eligible to vote who could vote. Yeah, and one thing I do want to mention, man, shout out because we have people from Cali who listen. Damn. Orange County, California went blue. What the hell? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was like Reagan, Reagan country. And it hell, man, blue. that's what the O.J. Simpson trial was. Orange County, Simi yep. Valley. Yep. It went blue. That ama- I mean, like all blue. Amazing. MSNBC showed the map before and after. It was just like a complete 180. Boom. All right, man, you got anything else before we close? Yeah, man, I was watching this show on Netflix um, by Hassan Majaj called oh, Patrick Act. Yeah. And uh, they got a good show, man. He, he, this brother did a good show recently on affirmative action, man. Mm. And and he really talks about the whole Asian affirmative action thing. Mm-hmm. And when he unpacks it, man, you sitting here going like, oh, my God, what are these Asians talking about? Yeah. And what we found out is that the 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 organization that is really running point on this whole thing is run by this white guy and he was the white guy who was who represented that young woman who tried to get into the university of texas the white girl who didn't get in yep that's what i heard and i would encourage you guys if you to watch the show each show is a different one and i just happened to see the one on affirmative action yesterday and when he unpacks it man he was basically saying what do asians what are they complaining about you make up 5% of the population, but yet you make up 20% of Harvard's incoming freshman class. Mm. Compared to other ethnic groups, you were slam dunking it. Yeah. What, what's your problem? Would you want it 100%? <laughs> yep. You know, and you're saying, you know, like places like, uh, what's the institute? Caltech. Mm-hmm. He said at Caltech, you can count the number of black students on your hands and on your hands and toes. Well, you know what, Rand, told it. you know, the good thing about what you're te- what you're telling people right now is it's What's coming that? from another Asian. 
you know. Right. That's the that's the thing about it. He was very clear about that. He says, look, he said, I can say this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in the way he was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he was showing how these Asians are being used as pawns yeah. in this whole thing. And that's that's and what said, I mean. Yep. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yep. So, I, you know, I, to, to, to end it, end it. I would encourage you just to look at it, to educate yourself, because he has an interesting take on it. And this is a millennial talking about it. Mm-hmm. And he is he is he's not talking about pro pro affirmative action or anti affirmative action. He's telling you what is the basis of the argument that is being used right now. Mm-hmm. Excellent, man. Damn, they need to run that on loop. Give it, give Netflix, give it, give it its own. Well, it's already got its own channel. Give it a couple of channels. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's a uh, real. That's real. Take. Yeah. Real talk. You got anything else? No, man. Just uh, want to wish. Uh, we, I know we're heading into the holiday season. Uh, wish everyone a happy holiday, productive one. Um, be safe. You know, let's let's try to let's try to make it to the end of the year so yep. we can start the New Year off in, in a great bang. Um, you know, just um, just again, uh, want to thank all the people who did vote, who did participate in the process. Now we just got to keep it going. Now we got to start holding people accountable. I agree. Hold them accountable, big time. All right, man. Hey, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna wrap it up, man. Say. Um, this would have been my mom's uh, anniversary birthday weekend uh, this weekend. Man. Oh, man. Always hits me uh, Thanksgiving, man. And, 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 you know, I'm adopted. I'm an adopted kid. Uh, you know, I was, I'm one of the chosen ones, Rand. So uh, I'm sure, always you, appreciative. You, you're a designer kid. You're designer, designer kid. kid <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I grew up, uh, you know, partially in, in you know, interesting thing in, in her and her mom's foster home um, over on North Avenue, man. So that that's how, you know, they brought me up and raised me, man. And. And and I reflect, man, every Thanksgiving, man, uh, how how it could have gone, you know, versus how it went. So definitely always thankful, man. And uh, this is um, uh, November is Adoption uh, Awareness Month. So uh, for all my adopted folks out there, shout out to you. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, you can you can do your thing and, and, and still live and be productive and do your thing. Um, you know, and that's right, man. You know, and, and I that's try right. to tell and also people, to, you know, to the caregivers out there, man, oh, the people who you know who open up their hearts and homes to yeah. the adopted kids and kids in the foster care system. I agree. Well, you know, Tiffany Haddish is you know came out of the came out of the system like that, and you know, I think the more people who are you know have a little bit of a profile who who shout it out because you know, at one point, you know, I ain't gonna tell nobody. Cedric the Entertainer, man, yep. he's, he's a very big advocate for uh, foster care. Yeah. But I think it's up to it's up to the folks who've gone through it and, and made it out on the other side to say, hey, you know, it, it's um, it's not a, it's you know, it's there's no stigma. I mean, it's, it's needed. We need, you know, we need good foster care um, families. We need, you know, good foster parents. Uh, we need people who are willing to adopt. And and, uh, you know, because that's, uh, you know, that's ultimately uh, what, po- you know, who populates the world, man. So, you know, again, you know. Boom, mom, I know you're up there doing your thing, you know, cussing somebody out because she was a, she was a, a teacher. Correcting some correcting some English. <laughs> Don't you say Washington. Right. <laughs> say Washington. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Right. Always Make sure man. that subject verb agreement is right. Oh, you know? Lord. Whoo, boy. Imagine growing up in a teacher's home. Good. Mm, mm. I remember the days and I sweat. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, don't forget, y'all, you can go to castropolis.net. 
uh, go to castropolis.net, uh, C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. You know, we go try to keep it consistent, man. It's the holidays. Uh, you, know, you know, we got some travel st- stuff going on and schedules are being bumped up here and there. So we, I'll try to give you all a heads up if we change some things in advance. But just there's just some things we just ain't going to know about. So, uh, But we, pre- we appreciate you supporting us. Thanks for, you know, all the tremendous support. And uh, we're going to keep growing this thing into 2019. So, Rand, hey, man, appreciate you, man. Hope you and the fam continue to uh, finish up this uh, this holiday weekend safely. And if you got to hit the road or anything like that, be safe, okay? All right, man. Same to you, man. All right. Well, with that, 113 is in the can. And we out of here. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413 556 9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, Rap, SB the G, Graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.